You're like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Do you know what I'm you talking mean chill about? Chill until I'm yeah. not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, that's my secret. I'm always angry. <laughs> I actually haven't seen that one. You, Rich. I, mean, I know who he is, but I haven't seen that movie. I'm late to the Marvel party. You just missed out on like a whole, a whole joke. I think I somehow know that though. I know. I think I know what you're saying. The Incredible Hulk, like he has to, he has to wear a heart rate monitor because once his heart rate gets to a certain point and he explodes, he becomes the Hulk. He hulks out. He hulks out, and then he like can't go back to being the Doc Bruce Banner. So when when they're fighting, like the big the big fighting scene, he just like immediately turns into Hulk and they're like how did you do that and he's like it's my secret I'm always angry love it honestly used to be me baseline yeah infuriated well let me know when you're well let me know when you're ready there Mags. A little bit. So that I can lean forward. There we go. Is that better? For the frame? It's great. Okay, cool. Well, ready when you are. (laughs) Born ready. We're recording? Yeah. All right, sweet. Finally. (laughs) Yeah, tell me about it. (laughs) Uh, hey, well, you have so. Why can you kick this one off? Yeah, I can kick this one off. You got some. I've got the agenda. You got the agenda. Yeah, hit us. All right. Hey, you're drinking house coffee. Unfiltered conversations brewed at the intersection of real estate life and coffee shop service. We're Maggie and Rich, local business owners and friends, sharing stories and welcoming you to pull up a chair with us. The doors always open. Let us pour you a cup. This is episode 20 and we're, we're going to call this one Rich's Big Reveal. <laughs> I don't know. If we're the gonna, moment you've been waiting for. The moment you've been waiting for. I don't know if we're really going to call it that, but that's what we're talking about today. That's our main topic. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about it. Me too. Finally. Um, if, but, you, if you don't somehow know already. Right. Today, you'll know. You'll know. The secret's out. But before we get into that, what have you been listening to lately, Rich? <laughs> I have been listening to an exciting consulting course <laughs> that I've talked about in the past. Uh, this latest one was on marketing for your cafe. And that is, as you know, or maybe I've heard in past episodes, something I've been thinking about and working on. And uh, it's part of this whole course that I've been doing. So that was informative. Basically, he makes the point that you marketing is supposed to be like a vending machine. This is kind of the analogy he uses. Hmm. And so you can't 
it's, it's wrong to think you have to shift your mindset. He's big on mindset shifts. You have to shift your mindset. If you think that spent that, like you need a budget for, for advertising, because ultimately effective advertising is something that will bring you a return on investment. So think of it more as a vending machine that every time you put $1 in, you get $5 back. And so if you shift your mindset around that, then there's really no such thing as a budget as much as there is you want to put as many dollars into that money-making machine as you possibly can find when you can find them. So that's a different way of maybe looking at that when you when you're worried about spending on something. It's like if it's a guaranteed return, and there's ways to quantify that, and that's right. kind of the caveat. It's like, well, how are you gonna how are you gonna know if you're getting that return, or how do you know if it's a good return? You can you, once you square those things away, and you know you're using effective, proven advertising strategies, then you always want to be putting money in that thing because it's never a spend or a loss. It's always going to bring you what you paid plus. Yeah. It's a great way of thinking about it. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, as you know, we hired, you know, a marketing person. We're trying that out. It's definitely like the last couple of weeks have been busier, but it's hard. It's hard for me to know if that's from seasonality. Like we just changed the month. Um, it's only been a month and maybe a half of these posts. And, so I don't I don't know what I don't know why we're getting a little busier, um, if it's that as a direct result or other factors. That's kind of the hard thing. Is like how do you quantify these things? But anyway, well, it's not hurting that's you. That's what I've been thinking about. True. True. I mean, the question will always be, can I do this more efficiently, more profitably? Right? Can I spend less money on advertising for mm-hmm. the same amount of return or a greater return? That's always the question. That's right now I, I'm not going to rock the boat because something's working. <laughs> right. But that's like the flip side of all that. Interesting. Hmm. Now that's cafe marketing. I don't know. What's the consulting <laughs> course called no. again? Uh, this The company's called Threadbear. Threadbear. Coffee Consulting. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Shout out, Michael. Michael. I think he's putting out, a, he's getting a podcast together of his own. So maybe some of this like stuff that I talk about will be out there be out and eat those for people. I will, um, I will, uh, let's, you know, if that happens, when that happens. Great. Cause I know he started that project. So that's what I've been listening to Maggie. Sweet. How about you? Um, I've been listening to some new music. Uh, I, when I'm when I'm in my shocker. car driving, I know, shocker. I I really like AQX. Shout out to the local radio station, and they always play Real such. Alternative. <laughs> they are. They always play such amazing music, and um, two of my, my not my favorite bands, but two bands that I really really like that I listen to individually collaborated and put out a song. It's called Simple Plan and State Champs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Simple Plan. Oh never my gosh. mind, never mind. Just joking. No. Um, no. It's Portugal the Man and okay. Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Wow. They collaborated and their song is called Summer of Love, L U V. And it's such a good song. And um there's a saxophone 
in the like um, chorusy part. And uh, yeah, it's just a cool song, and I recommend people listen to it. Starting to get a sense of your musical taste. <laughs> My vibes with, with uh, Monte Carlo from <laughs> yeah. Apollo, and, and now I know one. it is it's kind of like funny the that the horns. I just think it's like certain, like it's an alternative song. Yeah, with a saxophone. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Keeping it interesting out here. Yeah. Cool. We like that. I haven't listened to EQX in a long time, but it used to definitely be like my go-to station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's my go-to station. So anyways, um, I just want to quickly recap last week's episode because we got a lot of cool feedback Yeah, and I really enjoyed you picking my brain about storied, even though you kind of put me in the hot seat and I was not prepared. I really enjoyed it. And it was really fun listening back to it in this last week, hearing, hearing our conversation and like our, our back and forth about stuff. And, um, we only got one negative feedback (laughs) from that episode about the plants. Yeah. Maggie had a hot take on the plants at Story. Yep. And uh, spoiler alert, she said there were too many. <laughs> I got some hate mail from Christine. <laughs> yeah, one of the co owners of Story didn't like that thought. Very I'm just much. kidding. I love you, Christine. Um, and you, you didn't get direct feedback, but there's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more um, <clears throat> vitriol um, no, <laughs> bubbling below the we surface. Got, of we got a. We didn't say anything about it. We got an email. Yeah. Yeah. You. Specifically, <laughs> yes, an email. Yes. I believe it was addressed to you. It was. <laughs> um, but overall, in general, Becca had some good feedback. She sent us a voice memo about vibes that storied, and I saved that in case we want to go back and listen to that again. Perfect. But um, I wanted to share some feedback we got from a regular listener, and I think he's also a regular at Story. He is, dude. We got a shout out, Kurt. Kurt. We've never met, I don't think, but I really... You, have, you, you and Kurt haven't met. I really enjoyed his email. And I'll summer, I, I have a quote from his email, which has a quote from somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> but he compares our conversation about vibes to a quote by a gentleman named Parker Palmer. And the quote is, to teach... Oh, so just a quick backstory. Kurt is a professor and he he was his context of the email was creating vibes in a classroom is similar to creating vibes at a cafe so this quote by parker palmer he says is to teach is to create a space in which the community of truth is practiced or obedience of truth i looked up the quote and um i think that's what the i think that's what he meant to say but basically like say it again to teach is to create a space in which the obedience of truth is practiced. The email said community of truth. I'm not really sure which is which is the right one. but And then he goes on to say there's three essential characteristics, openness, boundaries, and hospitality. So Kurt goes on in his email and says there's so much shared between a cafe and a classroom, including how important it is to create, curate, and maintain the right vibes. So thank you, Kurt, for that 
really cool feedback. And he had a lot more other feedback to say, which yeah. I won't go into, but um, appreciate you taking the time to email us and give us that feedback. And um was definitely giving like kind of going along with agreeing with what our conversation has been over the past couple of weeks about vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. I don't, did you, he had, he sent us two voicemails too. Really? Yeah. Oh, I did not. Yeah. I don't know where they, how. We've gotten a couple of voicemails okay. at this point. All right. So I think you got it. Maybe I don't see them because they're read by you. They come through as emails. Uh, on the okay. Thing, so I don't okay. know. Check that out. But they're worth listening to. Candy okay. sent us a couple as well. Okay. Um, Maybe maybe he sent did he send two emails? Did Curtis send two emails? I don't know. Or what? He I feel like he commented on two different episodes. Okay. I can't remember if it was a which which was which, but I he both he did definitely send a voicemail, at least one, maybe two, and also an email, maybe uh two, but obviously at least yeah. one. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, we really appreciate that. Well, you're onto something. Investment in our um in our uh conversation here. It's kind of cool the to contribution. to see that your efforts are being validated by people outside of our podcast and outside of the shop. Yeah. I appreciated that. I think actually what got me was like, we were bumming on 17 and 18 because we thought, oh, maybe these are too downer, too negative. Mm -hmm. And then Kurt was like responding. I felt like we got really, we got the most feedback out of 18. Yeah. um, And that was the one that I I questioned releasing to begin with. Because I felt really like, downer right it was uh, yeah it was ironic and then people were they seemed to be resonating with people the one that we were most worried about being mm-hmm. too negative the or unhinged vibes wasn't it the one where we where tj called you be called yeah. tj yeah yeah, yeah. Unhinged, unhinged vibes was yeah <laughs> really got people yeah talking, it's just thinking. so interesting i you just don't know what people are going to respond to we could have a whole conversation around the things kurt was saying so yeah. i i because we have another topic at hand yeah. today, we kind of no, can't know. get too far into no, that. No, but I, I did really you. appreciate linking those things up. So thanks, Kurt. And maybe that'll give us some things to think about and talk about in the future. Because um, Rich has a lot to say today. Well, yeah, there's we just got some stuff to talk about. So yeah. thanks for hanging in there with us. Um, so this yeah. is going to be our last episode for two weeks. We should yes. say that too. We're taking yep. a break after this. Um, so hang on to your butts. We're going to be back the first, after Labor Day. After that Labor Day. That week after yep. Labor Day. Well, back to school week basically yeah. for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back to school <laughs> after two weeks. So today's the day where we talk about... Rich's big reveal. The news. Which is sort of already out there, but in case... You're not on social media and you only get your news from this podcast. What's your big news, Rich? Okay. And I know you probably <laughs> have like a whole backstory about it. There, well, yeah. So I think you're going to you're gonna ask me some questions about this. Yes. But basically, if you don't somehow already know, because I've literally posted it on the story account and I've accidentally almost said it here. <laughs> um, I am the... Newly installed cafe manager at Visher Ferry General Store, which is in Visher Ferry, <laughs> which is a hamlet just maybe south of Clifton Park. It's probably 10 minutes outside of Clifton Park. It's in Saratoga County. Are and you the general manager of the general store? Not at all. No, thank God. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, there is a general manager and the owner, 
Uh, her name is Louise. She basically, maybe you're going to ask me how I got, this all got started, but I'll tell the story a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, one conversation led to another back in March where I had been thinking about how I could maybe take my coffee skills, actual barista and like workflow and quality um, control sort of skills and bring them to places that I and others would say are not so quality focused when it comes to their coffee and espresso. And I was thinking of piloting a program where I go and basically consult with people on their barista skills. Because even though there's people giving espresso machines or renting espresso machines and equipment to local places that serve coffee and saying that this is how you use them, people, (laughs) well, let's just say it's lackluster. So I was thinking about that for a while. And then I had that in my mind. And then this conversation came up where a mutual friend of mine and Louise got in touch with me and said, hey, I thought about you for this possibility. And basically talked to me about this thing where the cafe at Vischer Ferry was maybe up for, um, I don't know, not sale, but like up for refreshment. Yes. <laughs> so it just kind of like, became a series of conversations that, that, that got me and Louis connected and that became a series of conversations about what that could look like and whether it was viable to maybe purchase the cafe on our end. Uh, spoiler alert, it was not at that time. Um, but yeah, eventually that turned into a situation where I said, maybe I could do everything you want, but you retain the ownership. Mm-hmm. So... It'll be like I have full control over this and you don't have to think about it or worry about it. Except I won't actually own it. I'll just take a, a fee. So, yeah. I'll take a fee. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. That's that in a nutshell. Maybe All right. break that open for us. Okay. So are there plans? So is is this? I'll tell you anything you want to know. Okay. So right now, just to clear things up, you are running the cafe at Fisher Ferry General Store. Correct. When we, we kind of had been talking about this like months ago, the idea was for Storied to be running a second location within the general store. Is that what's happening or... Are you still just sort of managing the cafe and are there eventual plans for Story to have its own location within the general store? Okay. I got to think about that a little bit. So this is all in the context of Louise was expanding. Louise had this plan to do two things. One was open up a space adjacent to the cafe that had formerly been an apartment. And she wanted to move all of the retail that was occupying 
table space and like floor space in the cafe area. She wanted to take all of that retail stuff, which has expanded over the last three years since COVID and move it into that apartment area mm-hmm. and have uh, a, a sort of retail boutique attached to the cafe. She was going to put a door in the wall and then you could just pass through from one to the other. And then, so she was moving the retail and we were bringing seating back into the cafe because up until July, there was no, there's really no seating inside of the store. Um, it hadn't been since COVID. There was only seating on the back porch, which was only f- partially enclosed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there was like space heaters in the winter and uh, and very limited seating. There was outdoor seating. They were really beautiful space outside. And so, but obviously that was not going to do much for us in the winter. So bringing cafe seating inside, moving the retail next door and Louise moving herself physically next door mostly. That was going to bring more, the, the the anticipation is that it's going to get a lot busier as a result with with the busy season upon us with fall and obviously the opportunity to bring more people inside and an expanded retail selection. So not only were we moving the stuff, we were adding to the retail. So all of that was going on. She needed someone else to do something with the cafe so that she didn't have to um, do both. Be basically, not just yeah, kind of like try to balance both because the cafe is a. Whole, I mean, running anyone knows who does it. Running a cafe is a whole operation, right? And they do a lot there. That is, a, it's they do more than we do at Storied with a quarter of the size of the kitchen. That's <laughs> <laughs> really crazy. So th- that's that's kind of why w- she was looking for something. And she had had conversations with another person that it just it wasn't going to work out, that mutual friend of ours. And then that's how that person thought of me as maybe an, an, op- an opportunity for, for us to figure something out because Louise was pretty open-minded to what different partnership things could look like. So when we entered that conversation, I was thinking not of purchasing – the cafe. I was thinking of, um, and and I think to get at what you're saying, not to purchase the business or the place or anything like that, but rather to purchase the cafe business and kind of pay rent, mm-hmm. basically rent that cafe side, rent and, the coffee bar, and be basically storied at Vischer Fair. So it could, yeah, it could have looked different ways. So I think at that was what we started to ask ourselves: was do I rent the whole thing? buy the business, rent the space, and then it's it's essentially storied. Everything's storied. My employees, my menus, mm-hmm. my whatever, to whatever degree I wanted it to reflect the former Vischer Ferry vibe. And that would have been the one thing we would have tried to do was say, how do we like be storied but also give the current people here like mm-hmm. what they are used to? That was kind of the challenge we were, we were talking about at first. But I wanted to make the coffee bar fully storied and even maybe bring Boba in time. And yeah, so that was what we started to poke at was, can I buy this thing? But what would have happened was the current operation is, is one full pie, right? All the money from the retail and all the money from the cafe, it's all one operating budget. But the thing is that all the staff really are for the cafe. All of the, food costs 
are for the cafe, et cetera, et cetera. The rent would have been, you know, for my, for the cafe. So, so everything's like inter, intertwined. It is right now. Right now. So if I had taken it on, I would have had half the operating budget to run the exact same cafe. Almost. I mean, it's not exactly half and half, but to put it in real simple terms. And the current cafe numbers don't really support the cafe operation as it stands. So I would have had to do a lot of work to pare that down staffing-wise, food cost-wise, et cetera, et cetera, things that I had no time to do before mm-hmm. this was all going to like start start taking place. So I don't know if that answers the question. I think I touched on those things. As far as current plans or future plans. Yeah, what are your that. future plans? What we did what we agreed was that this would be an 18 month agreement or arrangement or whatever. And the end goal of that 18 months is that I would have whipped that thing into shape to where we could possibly purchase the cafe business. If that is still kind of the the desired thing, you know, for her, for us. Um, I think at the end of the day, Louise's passion does not lie with running a cafe. It never did. It run, it lies with like doing that retail and merchandising and events mm-hmm. and marketing. She's all, she's really good at all those things. And it shows, it's just that when her hands were tied up in the cafe, she couldn't, and like literally being on, you know, on the, being a barista yeah. <laughs> and being in the kitchen, um, she couldn't really have the freedom to do all the things that she's so good at. And so that's the kind of the trajectory is like, let's see how everything looks a year from now. And if it makes sense for storied, then maybe, maybe we, we add that to what we're doing or some other arrangements for it. But in 18 months, a lot of things are going to be true. It's going to be the year 2025, wow. <laughs> uh, January of 2025. A lot of things are going to be true and we're going to have a lot of opportunities to to really make storied like exactly what we want it to be. We'll have a lot of freedom come January of 25. To, to basically like, like you'll, when you say freedom, you mean financial, fi- like you'll we'll be- have financial freedom. I mean, depending on how the next 18 months go, the current like plan is, is financial freedom, lease freedom. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we've got some opportunities on the table for lease freedom in your current space. Yeah. Our Scotia lease runs out at the end of 2024. Okay. So we'll be deciding in the next year or so what's going to come, okay. what's going to come next. I'm not saying anything about like yeah, what I we're know. doing, you, you know? Pro- yeah. Because ultimately we, we don't know, you know, depends on how this location mm-hmm. in Scotia right now works out for the next, mm-hmm. the next year, what we decide mm-hmm. to do with that last six months of the year. Got it. We don't want to leave Scotia. So it's not like yeah on the table. I mean, that's not, that's not, um. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's a tell all. It, it's unknown. <laughs> it's an unfiltered conversation here. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's, a, it's a, that's exactly right. It's an unknown. Um, but in 18 months, if the cafe numbers have gone up and I've been able to get a hold of the current like operational costs, then I think we could have a pretty viable situation there. At which time we would probably do that transfer of, of the cafe business 
But I mean, I don't want to change. It's going to look the way it kind of looks now. You know, I'm not, we're not really going to change anything about it. Cause it, it's a, it's a great thing. Like there's yeah. where the menu's cool. Um, we, we did add like storied espresso. So what it's going to say now is it's not storied coffee at Visher Ferry. It's, it's Visher Ferry general store. And then like over at the coffee bar, it's coffee by storied. Okay. Which is to say I'm using my espresso blend over there right now. And I'm training the beer baristas on, on actual like mm-hmm. professional barista skills. We've replaced the espresso machine that was there with our La Marzocco that we, I told you the story about picked up from Rhode Island, the three group. And, and then we're, you know, everything else that's kind of there already. I'm working with the current staff and with Louise very closely on how to keep that menu going and and even expanding. So just more and better, I think is the goal. How does this like benefit you from a business perspective? Yeah, that's such a great question. Because, yeah, there's some backstory here (laughs) that if you don't know, um, it would would make this like look really, really silly. Because what I'm doing is I'm not physically working at the business that I ever continue to own. Yeah. Storied in Scotia, right? Um, And I'm physically working at a different different place. So one, I mean... I, so here, I am, it's it's a less traditional arrangement the way we've done this. Uh, I'm not even sure that I've that there's a category for it. We basically have a contract between Storied and Visher Ferry to where that contract includes my, it's, so it might almost be like consulting. It might almost be like a consulting arrangement, but that that contract includes like the machine rental. It includes because I like I still own that machine. Mm-hmm. I still own the grinder that I brought over there, coffee espresso grinder, um, and other little like supplies for the coffee bar. But like it includes you know training the staff. It includes obviously some because like. Just to put financial it, work that I'm doing, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if this is the right way to put it, so I'm I'm not trying to make this sound like a certain way, but like one could look at it and say like you're training your competition, kind of, or is there is it not look seen at it that way? Because or like you're working for another like. You know, you have story. So, what are the benefits? Yeah. Well, so, how does this benefit you? Yeah. I guess I, I'm sure I would. I that's a genuine question I have, but I'm sure other people would like to know if you're not physically working in story. Like, what is the benefit for you? Yeah. Well, anecdotally, I can tell you that most people that come to Visher Ferry don't go to Scotia. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's it's Fair. so far out of the way. Fair. It's it's almost 20 minutes between the two locations. It's it's a lot closer to Clifton Park. Um, the Fisher Ferry General Store. And we don't get a ton of people from Clifton Park either. So um, it, in terms of competition, not exactly a, not exactly like a, a worry in the traditional sense of that. There's, there's a lot of ways to maybe look at like the benefit of it. But I mean, first and foremost is just the, that contract that we have. So it's there's a there's a monthly amount of money mm-hmm. that Storied is receiving 
to do okay to to do this work and part so of being it paid to do this yeah 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 okay just putting I clear, thought that was clear with I know but maybe I, that's implied maybe I thought that was implied with the contract but yeah. conversation yes so there's a payment as if I mean as if you're consulting as if I work there basically gotcha yeah um but that's but it's really flexible like what I what I do and a lot of it is is the type of stuff that someone would do with like management type work. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of different mm-hmm. things wrapped up in that, but there is like, there's, there's a, there's kind of a management contract there. And then, so, so that goes, that goes to storied and then we can like, that's cool because it gives us a lot of like flexibility with the, it's not just money going to me as a as a wage um that would just come straight to me and then be be mine to do whatever mm-hmm. it's it's money that's resourcing a story to resource <laughs> Fisher Ferry yeah, if you think about it cuz that is what allows us to put the espresso machine over there and maintain it and uh keep keep me there um with my time and um what else yeah just just basic benefits like is it be- like benefiting the business because so, i was just like i was just curious how it like if it's still visher ferry cafe serving storage right right is that kind of what coffee. you said so we also get to put our name on it yeah like on the coffee i mean mm-hmm. that that helps um so there's that cool. cross promote. There's like the cross promotion, yeah. Obviously, and we are the kinds of places where like the same kinds of people are yeah. going to go to either place. It's just geographically, I don't know if I'd consider mm-hmm. them competition because they're that that far apart. But but with that cross promotion, some people are going to go check us out over in Scotia with the especially with bubble tea, and people are going to go to Fisher Ferry. I've, I've seen some people over there who have said, oh, I, checking this out because I've yeah. shouted it out, you know, so it yeah. goes both ways. It's just like a mutually beneficial kind yeah. of thing. It's, it's, we're getting what we need on the financial side to make it worth the time and the investment. And we get to add like a little bit of other things. And I'm sure, sorry to interrupt you, but like, I know that like as a, you know, from my own business perspective, I learn so much when I, so every, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. So just bear with me for a second. I, every Thursday I meet with my friend, Kristen Drolette, who is a broker owner of her own real estate firm called Kristen and co. And we meet every Thursday at her office and we just kind of chat and like catch up about our businesses and like what we're doing and, it's it's almost like an iron sharpens iron because we we both are in a real estate business. We're both separately growing our own businesses, but we don't compete with each other. We are we want to help each other and lift each other up. And so when I have questions about something, for example, Kristen primarily does leases. She's a leasing agent. She leases for like really large apartment buildings. And I listed a commercial property recently that had several apartment units in it. And I went to her for advice and I was like, what should I do about X, Y, and Z? And 
what is a schedule E? Why do people want it? Do I send it? Like what, what do I do about this or that? And she was so, she was like, she, she just helped me and guided me so much with the whole process, which is something I like will forever be grateful for. And I know that like when she has like questions about things, like I can help her too. So I think there's, there's something about collaborating with another business that's similar than yours to help kind of give you that extra edge or extra like, um, encouragement or different perspective than what, what you have if you're just doing it solo. And I feel like for you with the Fisher Ferry general store, collaborating with Luis and having a new location has sort of like broadened your, um, horizons in terms of like what can be done with storied coffee in Scotia, maybe getting, seeing how she runs her business, what you would do differently, good or bad. And like giving you all these ideas in, in addition to the financial benefit that you're receiving. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think that was, that's great to say. I think that was going to be pretty much the next idea I was going to tap into is like a, this, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it never hurts for other people to get more of a, to get better at something. And right. for the whole industry, when you're doing similar things for the whole industry to benefit, mm-hmm. you know, um, it would be the same idea if I was doing my consulting thing. I said, Hey, I, I own a coffee shop here. Here's our like reputation. I can teach you. I'm going to the next town over, you know, going to all these kinds of cafes that are, and I'm like, I can let, let me show you <laughs> how mm-hmm. to make better espresso. Cause I'd like to be able to come here and get better espresso. It's going to be better for everyone. If right. everyone can do things like a little bit better, even if they were even closer to me. Right. So, this is, you're so right. I, I, I think we have experienced that. Like, it's funny because Louise and I are, are pretty similar. I mean, her business is very successful in the sense of it's very popular, uh, well established. It's been there, this is going on year eight, I think. Okay. So it's been around a while. It's been through a lot of different things. They've, they've tried everything at one time or another. And I, I know that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, it's all, and it's, it's a really great thing that just needs a little bit of refinement and has still only had one person with limited bandwidth able to, to try to hold it all together. You know, when you have a lot to manage and you're the only person, even if it's successful, quote unquote, from the outside and there's like the right things in place, managing that and keeping it refining that it can be, can be really difficult. So Louise and I have both experienced that with, with our businesses. And so we, resonate in a lot of ways. I think we have similar mindsets and like goals and visions for like our guest experiences. And mm-hmm. there is just a very complimentary kind of thing. And, um, she's a little older than me, uh, <laughs> um, relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so more she got a little bit of wisdom mm-hmm. too. And that's, that's nice. More experience. Yes. Um, so yeah. So having, sharing this, having this, this like common experience and then bringing it together has been really cool for me 
And I think it's trickling in a story and for sure. Some of these vibe questions, some of these destination questions. Definitely. And just management questions. It's and it's it's all happening at this like all at once in in our timeline, our arc. Yeah. <laughs> our story arc. Because like you know, I said I think I said this before, but the coffee consulting thing came up and then right as we were thinking about different ways that we needed to make a story happen. And then right after I started looking at that, this conversation with Louise started happening. And then I was like, Oh, I'm about to start all the things you're talking about, Louise, are the things I've just about to be thinking about a story and working through. So like I can just do it over here, parallel universes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and kind of look at taking these like parallel steps in these two different places in a really timely way. It's been it's been interesting to see how it falls in place, but yeah. So there's a lot of benefits, both like financial, sure, and quantifiable. I mean, I'm not saying I'm doing this for the money, because like, I don't know. There's a lot of ways I could spend this time, right? That would amount to money, quote unquote, in, in storied maybe, or or in other ways. But uh, so I think it's I think it's a full package vision that. I haven't even fully realized. Like, I think there's like more to it all than I can even quite say or quantify. Cool. But yeah, I think you're definitely getting onto the right. I think you're thinking about the same thinking about the same way I am. Yeah, I'm seeing it. Um, what is one thing that you have learned by doing the cafe management at Fisher Ferry General Store that you? have applied or want to apply to storied coffee in Scotia? That's a good question. It can be anything. Well, what what came to mind first was the way that, like, the way... The way to lead change is kind of what I've been th- like working w- on at Fisher Ferry, and that's uh, I hate to process out loud, but the way to lead change. Yeah, so like when you want to see a change, there's different ways to try to enact that change, right? You want someone to change, you want some system to work differently, you want customers to behave differently, right? And you can do a few different things. You can say it out loud. <laughs> I wish it were different. You can complain about it, right? That's my MO. You can um have you can podcast about it. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of different things you can do. You can you can you can you can give vague ideas to the the situation or the person or whatever. You can, and say kind of vague things and, and hope that that will stick, right? Throw things at the wall and see what sticks. All of those are pretty ineffective ways to actually enact or facilitate a change. And so I've been thinking about what it really takes to, because to, Luis has a really strong vision, but for a lot of different reasons, there's limitations to implementing that vision. And so I'm there as sort of a bridge to be able to say, okay, I got Luis's, I got the sense of what Luis is going for here. And I have the bandwidth because it's my job. <laughs> I have the freedom to poke it at the problem and figure out what are the obstacles and the roadblocks and sort of try to create a solution and implement 
a solution, whether it's a system or a conversation or, or whatever it is. And a lot of that is, is leadership, like effective management type stuff that I didn't know was in me. <laughs> and Interesting. Well, okay. I suspected it was in me, but now I'm like in the hot seat to try to live up to that. And the thing with me and storied is I'm like, I'm like Louise at Fisher Ferry, right? Too much to do, not enough resources, not enough time. And so what I'm, what I'm going through at Fisher Ferry is, is taking good, like raw material and trying to, trying to figure out how to, how to systematize it, how to develop it. And that includes people, it includes processes, it includes all of, all of the way things work together to try to get like an end result. And that is stuff I've, I, I kind of need to do at Storied. The, the benefit of, the one benefit of having a small team and like less resources is that there's less to manage. So at storied, mm-hmm. we kind of, I don't want to say get away with it, but like I have a business partner there. I kind of have like my equivalent over there a little bit with Abby. So Abby's our, our, our owner manager at this time. So that's basically, she's kind of the reason why I can be elsewhere because she knows everything there is to know and she's physically there doing so much of of the work. So I don't exactly need to to lead her to change or anything like that. I think she needs me to change maybe more than <laughs> anything else. Um, but when it comes to the staff that we do have, it's easy to let things slide. There's processes that could be better. There's, there's systems that we've had in place that like, don't get reinforced and Abby's kind of limited in her ability for various reasons to, to like bring that correction to the people or processes. And so, so that's something I'm doing at Fisher Ferry. I'm learning, I'm experiencing, I have the time and the resources to do it and, and implement things over there. I'd, I'd like to see that happening more at storied and helping the, the staff there do a more excellent job. They do a great job. We have, we get great feedback and I know things are going consistently generally well. And that's why I don't have to think about it or worry Mm -hmm. about it too much. And there's not like a crisis situation in a story, but it can all, anything can always be better and systems can always be more refined. And so all the things I'm getting to do at Vision Fire right now, I'd like to do at storied in the future. Give me one. Um, I would say just like the, Maybe around the espresso bar for, okay, for instance, keeping the espresso bar more clean. That's a little thing. It's um, like the kind of thing that professionals, <laughs> it's it's like taking things from their average way of being and just leveling them up. Yeah. Leveling up to a more professional standard. You can always look for how can we do this more professionally? How can we do this more cleanly, neatly, more efficiently? I think efficiency might be something that we can definitely think Leaner. through. Leaner. Yeah, I know we've talked about that. <laughs> um, so that's all stuff that, again, I get to do at Fisher Ferry right now because I'm there with the time. Like 
the resource, the financial resources are there to, to actually implement changes and um, like there's, there's the systems that are being developed, but at storied, it's a little bit on autopilot right now and it works. So it's like, eh, don't fix what's not broken kind of thing. Well, I, but I know also you're if you're going to bring into... a change, you have to back it up and I'm not physically there to like back up many changes. I know you're leaning into changing up the vibes at storied, which is kind of cool. Is Do you think that's something that you might've picked up from Fisher Ferry? I don't know. I don't know. Only, I mean, maybe like in general thinking about what attracts people. So I think my broader question of... Or is it just because I'm so good at talking about staging that you're like, oh, I want to do staging at Storied. <laughs> yeah, I think it's that. Oh, sorry. I think it's that. No, so like, this is a good example though to harken back a little bit to what we've been talking about with the vibes and how a place becomes a destination. Mr. Ferry is not on your way to anything. If you go there, you're going there and you're probably staying. Right. It's like it's like 2% of orders that are to go. 98% of people are here to stay, yep. hang out, enjoy the backyard, be with people, you know. It's people go there to hang and there's no shortage of people going there to hang. Like like it's a place that people are going out of literally going out of their way for. Yeah. And I'm I'm not saying You've been thinking about that. I'm not saying it. the prices like it's not cheap either. It's in Saratoga County, so I mean maybe you want to talk maybe you want to think about where money is concentrated, but I I don't I don't know. It's not overpriced. It's just like it's a it's a higher end, like it's a quality product, you know, and and people but the thing is like people don't bat an eye at the prices, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. And so People are willing to go out of their way to spend money in this place. And I'm asking myself as a result of the three months I've been there, what is in this experience for people that they're willing to do those things? And I'm that's where I've been trying to ask myself a little bit like, okay, how would we create an experience that story that people are willing to go out of their way for and choose to spend with us Uh for that. So that's, mm -hmm. that is, I think the success of a place like Fisher Ferry yeah. has got me thinking what is wrong or what is different about storied mm -hmm. at this time that I need to, uh, tap into and, and mm -hmm. think through. I will say to go back to what I've been listening to, <laughs> um, Michael defines marketing as telling people that you exist or better yet, in the cafe for the cafe, reminding people that mm. you exist. Mm -hmm. And I do wonder if part of the success that we've been seeing over the last two, three weeks is just that consistency in our social media presence and stories and things of people are thinking about us more. Because I confess, we are very yeah. bad at that, that constant social presence that I think today you really need. I like that. Marketing is reminding people that you exist. Yeah. And the problem is we and that's take what for you've been doing. Yes, exactly. We take for granted that people like us and they know us and they're going to choose us. But ultimately what they're going to choose is what's convenient, as we talked about, and what's top of mind. Right. As Michael was saying. And that's so, also a real estate thing. Yeah. Staying top of mind with your past yep. clients. 
That's why, you know, you send them cards every year or like a lot of, if, you, if you've ever bought a house for me, you get a calendar for me every year around That's, the holidays. And it's just so my face can be on your refrigerator to remind you every time. Wow. That's spoiler alert. <laughs> but no, it's, I mean, every role. I got to buy a house from you. (laughs) But every, every agent does it in every state, in every part of the United States. Like it's, it's just like a thing. It's tried and true, but that's it. That's exactly it. I mean, marketing, advertising, it's literally, it's it's probably business one-on-one. Okay. So at Fisher Ferry, that's something too, that Louise admittedly would say isn't, hasn't been her consistent strong suit either. Um, so I think that that's one of the things she's excited to dive into with a little bit more like freedom to operate in her strengths yeah. will be really hyping up the the advertising. So the fact that we do as well as we do over, like we see the the people we see over there with limited advertising and marketing is a testament right. to, it's a really beloved place. So just, I'm just getting ready for when that really does <laughs> ramp up. Not to go off topic, but because I know we're getting kind of close to the end, but another way when you when you talk about reminding people that you exist, another way to do that is just by a sheer appreciation. You know, like yeah. f- for me, like if somebody refers me to a friend and f- friend or family member, I'm sending them a handwritten thank you card, like thanking them for that because of all the people that they could have referred a real estate agent to, like they chose me and like they're, you know, they, they, people choose you who, because they know, like, or trust you. And I think that's the same thing with storied and like creating, like enriching or, um, in instilling that in people who already love storied is to maybe also, share your appreciation for the people who come to storied and, and I'm not saying you don't do this, but one way you, people love to feel appreciated. Yeah. Sometimes I'll speak for myself, just the, the sheer gratitude that I receive from people is more than the paycheck that is, you know, at the end of a closing. Like when I, when I close on a house and I get, like the gratitude or a shout out on social media. Like I just had a client and I'll shout them out right now because we just closed on a house last week, Kaylee and Elliot after the closing, they gave me a gift (laughs) and I never, not saying never, but it's rare that I receive a gift after a closing. And you know what they gave me? They gave me a bag full of snacks for meals in my car with Maggie. Stop. How cool is that? Just like a, ba- like a whole grocery bag full of like things I could eat in my car. <laughs> Did you already record that one? I, I haven't recorded. I ha- nice. It's still in my car and, and I will shout them out on my Instagram. But like, I'm, I just was so touched by that. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I got to give them a closing gift, but I was not expecting one in return. And so sharing your appreciation with your customers and your clients, like, goes such a long way and it makes people feel, have those good feels of gratitude and makes them want to come back and do more. Yeah, I really believe that's true. And there's so much to be said on that. 
I envision, here's an example of like something I wish I could be doing better mm-hmm. uh, at Storied is, is like maintaining when you own a business. Okay. When you own a business, you have a vision for it. You have like a way that you see it working. You have a, uh, you have a customer experience that you envision and often that will for an owner include like appreciation to them where they feel good about their experience. They feel appreciated. Well, very much so. That is, that's like the number one thing I always wanted for, for the story experience was for people to feel like they were more than that transactional interaction. I, I have it in the language on our website. It's like, it's like other places take for granted that you choose a, that you stop at a coffee shop before your road trip. It's like, these are the ordinary moments that, you know, people take for granted in your daily life, but I'm like, we revolve around them. Hmm. My thing is a storied coffee is one that has a a meaning to it. And you're often incorporating coffee in your experience because it's a special experience and you, and coffee is special to you or, or bubble tea or whatever, like coffee special to you as well. And so you're incorporating that to make your experience complete. I don't know if you've, this is the kind of stuff. So that's the whole idea behind storied. And so that we were going to bake into our like guest experience. And that is something I think is, is like a, a little bit of a subtle thing that's easy to let slide. Yeah. That, that appreciation for, for every guest. It's why we ask everyone's name. Yep. We never say, can I get a name for the order at Story? Mm-hmm. We say, what's your name? Mm-hmm. Or can I ask your name? Guess what we do next? We introduce ourselves. Yeah. We say, oh, I don't know if I've met you before. My name is Rich. Or nice to meet you. I'm Abby. She says it the same way every time, but she still says it. Yeah. Right? Now we're people and now we're sharing an experience. Mm-hmm. And if if I'm not there all the time to reinforce that or if a certain employee is not introducing themselves in response, that's the kind of thing that I have broken system that I can't reinforce if I'm not there or not managing it as well Mm -hmm. as I would like to, or leading it as well as I would like to going back to your question before. Um, but also getting into this, like just echoing what you're saying, the, the appreciation for what people are doing when they go out of their way to come to your place. Like that's so important. I think Louise does a good job of that and that she's built a lot of great relationships with people that come in there. And that's probably like, why there's such staying power and with that business. And I think we... People go to places that make them feel good. We want that. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. They sure Plain do. Plain and simple. Did I tell you about the peach truck? Did we talk about this? We, we talked about it off the mic, but tell yeah. me more. So it's a misnomer to think that you're selling products. Misnomer is also a misnomer for <laughs> for that word, but it is a misconception. Misconception. That's good. Yeah. Okay. It's the wrong idea to think that you're ever selling products. You are selling feelings, and there I found this. Um, so this is why people want to feel good when they go somewhere. Uh, I saw this Instagram. It's a, for this truck that, like, I don't know even where it. I, th- I imagine it's in the south, but it rolls through town, and it, it's a peach truck. 
It's just a truck full of peaches for sale. <laughs> like an ice cream truck, but peaches. Oh. But like nice, fresh, tree ripened, like straight to the... Business treated idea. Treated truck. Instead of an ice cream truck rolling through your neighborhood, fruit truck. Okay, fruit, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And on their Instagram bio, what they say is, we deliver joy. Aww. I'm like, of course you do. Of course. But they're tapped into that notion of like, to eat a peach is to have joy. Like to, to have this experience is, yes. is, is ultimately like we're giving you joy. We're not giving you a peach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's genius. That's that's the simplest idea I've, yeah. I've ever seen. And it just really, it was refreshing to see that recently. What and would story that is? Blind me. Um, I've actually, I've really been thinking about that. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, you can put a pin in it if you want to. Put a pin in it. I think it's where I'm going when okay. I talk about the comfy, cozy vibes mm-hmm. that we talked about in the last episode. So I'm not going to rehash. But when we, when I'm thinking about what's the feeling people want when they come here, it's one of comfort. So I think if Serving I were going to use, if I was going to use one word, mm. that's what I'd, uh, that's what I'd say. People are are wanting like, I, I, it's it's almost like cozy, but I just think cozy gets makes you think of like warmth and mm-hmm. winter too much and I don't want to be limiting by my language so I'm like I'm like comfort comfort cups <laughs> comfy <laughs> comfy coffee is is a little two words I've been playing with lately hmm. so cool. yeah but I mean that like comfortable belonging you know and ultimately appreciation people want to feel they want to feel appreciated by you so that's what we're trying to bring to the people cool at Storied, and now at Fisher Fairy General Store. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's cool. Was that all your questions? Yeah, that's that's all I got. I had one other question, but I don't really feel like it's relevant anymore because it's kind of, it'll, it'll require probably a long-winded answer. Okay. That's fine. But. Yeah, so there might be more details. I mean, it's hard to talk about this and know how many details I should really specifically divulge, you know, mm-hmm. um, as I was talking through different answers to your questions, I was like, uh, it's, it's still a little bit in development too. Right. You know, we're, so, we're, I think the relationship is solidified. I've been doing good work there. Louise has been very well pleased mm-hmm. <laughs> so far with, with what I've been bringing to the table. And I've even surprised myself with what, you know, I'm stepping up to do and I've it's been good feedback with the team there so far. Everyone's responding well to the new espresso machine, which brings a whole litany of new details to be oriented to. Right. And I think people are, are doing well with that. So it's 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 all around a, a real good thing. Can um, I ask you an off-the-cuff question that I just remembered my brother asking me? <laughs> sure. He said, so I saw my brother last week, Jonathan, and he's like, I have a question for Rich. And I was like, submit it to the email, bro. But whatever. <laughs> it's like, he asked me the question. That's so funny. And he's like, what's the difference between the espresso that he could get at like Price Chopper? Like he goes to Price Chopper and gets like orders an espresso and, or we'll say grocery store espresso and storied coffee espresso. Yeah. I really love that question. Uh, the quality of the coffee that went in 
to making that espresso, the freshness of it, and then probably the amount of water <laughs> passed through it for the amount of time that passed through it. To put it real short for you. <laughs> now that has to do with the way espresso is made, but was he just describing maybe like, was he describing like a Starbucks inside a price shopper or like a oh. push button? I think you, I don't know. I, I imagine self-serve like a, espresso a kind self-serve of self-serve espresso. Yeah. Ultimately, the way you make coffee is by having the right amount of coffee in, in the appropriate ratio to the amount of water that's going to pass through it. And all those, everything that comes with that, that coffee has a grind size to it. Um, it has an amount to it. The water has a temperature to it and obviously a volume of water. And it's, and then ultimately it kind of comes down to your taste buds too, you know, cause that's fine espresso to somebody. Starbucks is fine coffee to somebody, or at least not so bad they can't stomach mm-hmm. it, you know, <laughs> or won't stomach it, maybe mm-hmm. I should say. Had a cold brew there yesterday. Totally. I can't stomach it. <laughs> it gives me uh, indigestion. Um, Starbucks, cold brew. <laughs> but point being like, it's a little bit relative, but as far as the real difference is what you expect from that cup of coffee or you know, as I say coffee interchangeably with espresso sometimes, but that shot of espresso, it ultimately should have a good, like it should have a little bit of body. It should have a little bit of a syrupiness to it. It should have flavors that are discernible and aren't just bitter. It should not be weak tasting or feeling. It should not be sour, but, but good espresso is not going to just be bitter. It's going to be appropriately bitter balanced with like nice flavors and a syrupy body and all that comes from everything I described and and that comes from appropriate preparation of that of that coffee and typically equipment that is designed to produce that result when you apply the um, appropriate process so those dispensers with the pods and whatever like they're just typically not great coffee in there that doesn't have a lot of flavor to offer. And then it's typically too much water going through that cough, that amount of coffee. Hmm. Great. Yeah. Thanks. Now, you know, now, you know, the more, <laughs> you know, I uh, bet a lot of people listening to this one would actually wonder that same kind of thing. What's the difference? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of differences. Good question, Jonathan. There's a lot of differences, but see, people don't understand how espresso works. They don't even sometimes really understand how coffee works. Um, it's the same as baking. Mm. You want to apply ingredients in appropriate ratio to one another, too much salt, and you're going to know it, right? No baking powder, you're going to know it. You want to apply, so you want to mix the ingredients. You want to mix them in the right ways, in the right ratio to one another. You want to apply the right amount of heat for the right amount of time in the right container, <laughs> My mind is blown right coffee now. Is, coffee is baking. Maybe I should have led with that. You should have led with that. Coffee is baking. Now you know. That's, I think we should end with that. You heard it here first. Great answer. Thanks. And if you have a question about coffee, <laughs> send Hit it Hit the to- coffee tip line <laughs> at housecoffeepodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Great. Subject well, line, coffee help. <laughs> yeah. Coffee SOS. Yes. We'll hook you up. Yeah. I don't know everything there is to know, but I'll I'll find out for you. 
this was a very informative, great um, conversation. Yeah, Rich. thanks for asking, Maggie. Yeah. And you thanks know what, guys? Sharing. Thanks for hanging on. Yeah. And uh, going with us as we We're going to miss you <laughs> the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are. But we'll be thinking about you, though. We will be. And Nonstop. We, we are really excited to not just like take a break, but just I'm... We talked about like revamping the vibes of our recording space. I know you're going to be working on the vibes at Storied. Um, and we're just going to plan out some really, really good content for the next 20 episodes. And we can't wait. 20 to sh- episodes. Well, Dang, dude. Yeah. All right. All right. Right. So I think something we're excited to do moving forward is like be a little bit more researched. Yes. In the topics we talk about. And... Just have maybe a little bit, a lot of what we do is talk through our experiences and our stories and Mm -hmm. process them together. And I think we'll continue to do that. Stories are really like so precious to us and Mm -hmm. part of why like we got together. But um, I think as we look to talk about things related to business and the things we're thinking about, we're interested in in developing like a bigger picture around those things. And, and being, being a little more informative. More. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. As well as sharing our unfiltered conversations anecdotally. Yeah. Maybe we'll we'll bring some stronger opinions next time. Yeah. <laughs> We're not afraid to share about things. <laughs> no, who knows? That's hard to do. Well. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks. And we'll miss you in the next couple of weeks, but don't worry. We'll be back in September. Have a good break. Later. 